episode 268 of Global from Asia, Black Hat Tactics, East versus West. Keep things interesting here at the show. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Greetings, everyone, from Shenzhen, China, my old home. feels like coming back to home. Don't know if you all feel the same. We've lived in your hometown where you grew up, and I didn't even move too much until I was about 18. I went to college in Jersey, and then I worked in New York City, but, you know, I, a little bit of time in San Diego, but most, like, 10 years of my adult professional, or at least entrepreneur, or at least on the ground fighting of business was in Shenzhen, China, and I'm coming back here every one or two months. Of course, we got a lot of work for the cross-border summit in October. It's a good reason to come, some business deals, and of course, podcasts like today's. I had the chance to meet up with Howard Tai, the professor of Amazon. I've been meaning to get him on the show for a while. We have a lot of different feelings about black hat tactics in Amazon and uh, the way things have been going over the years with uh, with some of the policies in Amazon and the way they Amazon might notice or not notice things that are happening in their own platform. And I, I just feel like lately I've been doing a lot more controversial topics. Actually, already next week's show will also be something to get some blood boiling you know we had my uncle last week talking about the gutting of blue collar american jobs you know we had uh, we talk about the protest we've been talking about a lot of different controversial things if you're on an email newsletter which i do recommend if you want to get a update of what's happening and also some first tips maybe hit that subscribe uh, on the globalmedia.com slash subscribe i've been a li- little bit more bold and and raw on what i put in the weekly newsletter which has gotten some interesting replies. Been talking to Bloomberg quite often, following our case, and trying to voice everybody's opinion here. But what is right? What is wrong? You know, I think The Art of War is a good book you should read if you want to do business in China. The funny thing is China business sometimes is happening around the world as the world is flat, as borders come down, or maybe they come back up. We have to deal with cultures and businesses all around the world. Actually, one of our top blog posts on Global Asia is East versus West Cultural Differences. It gets tons of traffic and huge comments about people uh, saying what's better, Eastern culture, Western culture, etc. Seems like what we do here. Well, of course, we try to talk about business, but we talk about cross-border, which means international, which means businesses dealing uh, across countries and that means cultures so today's show i hope you enjoy it gives you some perspective howard and i met in person in shenzhen we had some beef hot pot he treated it was really great a lot of a lot of beef and afterwards we sat down in a cafe and right in the middle of shenzhen china and did a recording i bring all my heavy gear he was laughing everybody's laughing i'm carrying around podcast gear and cameras it's only audio i don't know video just seems to change this feeling if people are on camera so he's him and i are sitting in there talking about the whole idea of black hat what things actually happen how you can maybe prevent or notice or what categories and trends and and uh we we give some insights so he'll also be a speaker and 
a part of the mastermind we're having at the cross-border summit here in Guangzhou, well, here, near here in Guangzhou, China. Hope you can make it out during the trade show season. It's a great way to support the show as well as meet some of these amazing speakers that have really insightful knowledge and experience. And I, uh, I always try my best to convince them to share some things they might not normally share. And I hope to see you there. But let's tune into the show. Episode 268, you can get the show notes. We have our amazing team that, you know, it's not just MP3 that we put in iTunes. This is a full show. We do full transcription, full links, images of our guests, such as Howard. You can check that all out, globalfromasia.com slash episode 268. As you may have recently heard, I recently joined Alpha Rock Capital. It is an acquisitions firm for Amazon and other online businesses. If this show is interesting to you and maybe you want to join forces with your business and get involved, we'd love to hear from you at alpharockcapital.com. It's a U.S.-based acquisitions firm with offices, of course, here in Asia, where I am and many of the partners are. And it's a very new thing, and we're actively looking for businesses to buy as well as other ways you can collaborate. We can't officially online say that, but if you want to check out the site or stay tuned, www.alpharockcapital.com making deals making things happen thank you everybody for tuning to another global from asia podcast we're here in the heart of e-commerce i'm back here in shenzhen china and i'm with my friend howard tai the professor of amazon right yes great man so i'm so glad we got to catch up uh, we he treated me to an amazing hot pot beef hot pot here and we're we're just uh, doing a podcast I've been meaning to do for many, many years, and uh, kind of an overview of how you got back into China, how you got in e-commerce, what you're seeing, the differences between the Chinese sellers and the international sellers, and of course, the, the hot topic of black hat, white hat, things like that. So without further ado, maybe you can give us a little bit more background about yourself, Howard? Okay, so um, let me go back where I'm uh, actually more... Uh, I graduated in U.S. in UC San Diego as a computer science major. Um, after why, after the graduation, I actually uh, started selling on eBay. That's actually what, in like 2003, that's when I started uh, e-commerce. So um, from there on, uh, actually, uh, I started. Uh, it was weird because uh, we, I started selling it out of my own car. The back trunk of my car. <laughs> I, I would go like do like, uh, like those um, Chinese uh, tea station or uh, those those tea places um, to start working and print out labels from there. And it's uh, through like those indicia with dazzle yeah. and, and those um, the label those label like each, label those makers EP, like those zebra printers out of the back of my car. <laughs> I had like inventory after I printed out. Um, I go, it goes, I go to the back of the car and start packing it up, packing uh, the products and um, shipping them out the next day after I pack it. It's really interesting how from there, uh, where how I started, actually. Sure. Yeah, 2003 is definitely early. I, I was a little bit behind you in 2004 in the New York side, on the other side. So how about China? How would you, you get over to, to China? So I actually... Um, Started in 2003, so we did a lot of e-commerce, global, like other platforms as well back in the days. So it was like more like Buy.com. It was now it's Rakuten, but uh, Buy.com. They had we had like uh, Overstock. We had uh, eBay, of course. 
We had um, uh, in other countries too. Other countries, eBay's. So I was doing global global e-commerce back in the days before I even started Amazon. Uh, so we actually in 2008, 2009, I um, kind of saw a trend where Amazon sellers are. Uh, I mean, not Amazon seller, but overall uh, wholesale wise, uh, people were actually buying a lot of wholesale goods from me in general. I was doing a lot of uh, iPod accessories and uh, ebook accessory, netbook accessories. So then I moved over to China to try to do to try to be the one that are actually support selling these uh, accessories over to the over using like Global Source and Alibaba as a wholesaler instead of being a wholesaler in only in um, in U.S. in California actually. So that's why I moved over. Uh, and when I moved over, I actually. Started Amazon in 2009 in China, Shenzhen. So I was one of the first uh, people or companies that was actually doing Amazon in Shenzhen back in uh, 2009. Yeah, it is really early. I think, you've, as far as I know, you probably had to use a U.S. company to do that, right? I think it wasn't yet open for Chinese registered companies. No, um, no. first, uh, yeah, it was actually... we. It, Foreign foreigner company actually could sell back in, uh, be a set up a company back in the day still, in two thousand nine. Yep. That's what we did actually. Oh, okay, 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 and so I think you're kind of in the market now. Is you know East versus West. You have some pretty high level masterminds we can talk about in the show. So you know you're you're not afraid really talking about these black hat strategies and tactics that people you know that you know have been using um what would you say is like you know what you've noticed on the both sides the east and the west within this kind of industry um well between east and west i i believe like the west is actually really good at marketing through their different platforms like social media going through like uh um, influencers and every like SEO, Google SEOs and everything else that uh, you know, uh, normal marketing for branding is what it's used for. But for the East, they have like they only mainly do marketing on Amazon because of some of the barriers, such as like the internet, where they can't even go on Google or Facebook mm, or you know, uh, YouTube. You know, so it's a lot of stuff that they can't do. So that's why. Um, that's why they actually can't can't get out of this Amazon box. So mm. they can't really start like advertising outside of Amazon. But they're getting better and better nowadays. So that's that's what it is. Um, that, that's the whole big picture of how where the East and West is at. True. It's it's a good point you bring up that it's blocked. All Amazon not not blocked yet. At least <laughs> I don't think they will block it. But yeah, most of the other channels of the west are not accessible freely in china so and it's true i think also the requirements for english and branding skills is much more advanced out outside of amazon i'm not saying it's easier on amazon but it's kind of a little bit more direct right you have the photo you have your bullets you have your description whereas i think a lot of these other channels you have to have more open creative kind of uh navigation so, you know, a lot of people think it's the Chinese sellers that are doing all the black hat stuff. Is that is that what you would you would say or well, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't say Chinese is the only one that are doing the black hat stuff. Actually, in China, there's not a lot of people that are really using black hat, uh, like to the that are, that are like kind of dominating. It's actually only a very few percentage of the bigger companies that are actually using black hat that are actually dominating. You might you might think that oh shoot I see all these uh, all these um, black hat coming coming into the market and it looks like it's all from Chinese but it's actually one company actually has like maybe three thousand or two thousand accounts you know and there's like only a handful like maybe two hundred of these companies or, or that are really big you know that are selling they're all com- they're actually the same company you know so there's like each company of the 200 has like a couple thousand accounts and stuff like that mm. dominating the market and stuff like that so it's not really just uh, all of China I would say most of the Chinese people are that are selling on Amazon uh, are not very good at it but it's just those that are very good at it they just make sure they dominate over that market and category that makes that makes sense, but I think maybe the other problem, Westerners, of course, we're an English language show, and most are foreigners. Of course, Chinese listen and are welcome to listen, but I think uh, the other difference is Chinese are much lower on price, right? They really compete on price. So I think black has one part, I think, of the complaint of maybe Westerners, but I think the other is the price dropping. Is that something? You think is more common with Chinese sellers that well, they're they're that- more willing to do the price cutting? Yeah, well, Chinese sellers are able to run at a lower margin or profit than most your, uh, you know, uh, actually uh, you know, foreigners. Um, I'm sorry, going back to when you're saying that um, Black Hat, if it's only for Chinese, yeah. um, Chinese actually, Chinese is one of the people who are using Black Hat, but a lot of other countries are actually doing black hat as well it's not just from chinese side of it people just think black hat is coming from china but but there's you have you have like russia you have like ukraine mm-hmm. you have like romania you have like um you know like uh, other part of uh europe that are actually there's a lot of different places that like israel that's actually doing a lot of black hat and different style of black hat they're like they're like martial arts different techniques <laughs> from different countries you know so it's not just from China. So and especially back in even right now in the supplements industry, there's like a lot of black hat um, going on. There's like a lot of like these hemp wars, and then there's these uh, these like keto wars, you know, that goes goes on in there, you know. So it's not just so it's it's not just only in other countries. In the in US, you could even see that you see some black hat as well. True. I like how you said category. I think that's something. Um, you know, I, and the listeners know I'm new into Alpha Rock, and we, I think maybe it's there's more black hat for sure in certain categories, like you mentioned supplements and other like dietary. Maybe like, I'm, is there certain sectors that you would say are black hat more than others? Um, well, probably I would say uh, supplements has a lot of black hat, but these are more mainly within U.S. The black hat people because supplements are mainly like. People trust uh, FDA approved stuff where made in US or made in. So many those supplements are made in from Canada or US are actually uh, American sellers. Actually, a lot of them are. So um, yeah, so that that's 
on supplement side, but if you're talking about other black hat categories, probably you'll see like a lot in like electronics, mm-hmm. especially wireless accessories. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are like the killers. You can see like a lot of people are really ruthless, and um, they don't. Electronics is probably one of the biggest category where you see a lot of uh, black hat. Anything like low margin, low, low price point stuff, I would say is where you see a lot of uh, a black hat easy easy entry point. Okay, that makes that makes sense. And uh, electronics, of course, is pretty popular in South China, so there's a high volume of of Chinese sellers in that category, too. Um, so then supplements, electronics. So we feel a beauty. Do you think that's one, or I mean, makeup, or is that a beauty? Not as much. Not as much because okay. the beauty is usually like non-China, non. Non, it's mainly in the U.S. A lot of the beauty stuff that is like you know that people are selling. Um, besides big brands, you know, out of the country kind of brands, but mainly if your beauty is mainly locally uh, sold by the uh, the U.S. side. So because no one really wants to buy China-made beauty products mm. at this point, um, it's an emerging market in in U.S. In China, it's actually called emerging market, where people in China is actually pushing. Or Amazon's pushing those kind of marketplaces uh, category, so that's something that is lacking in China. Okay. Um, hope it's okay. I go off topic a little bit, but like IP, I mean, I, I've heard of some big Chinese sellers having a lot of trademarks and patents themselves. I think some some listeners or foreigners might think Chinese don't build brands, but I think you. I don't know if you would notice there's more like IP being filed in China for for sellers. I believe in the U.S. in the U.S. is probably pretty big in IP, but actually China is the biggest in IPs that that files IP uh, trademarks and mm. things like that. So uh, they're actually one of the biggest probably trademark and IP uh, country that that does a lot of filing more than others actually. Within Chinese mark IP or U.S. IP, even yeah. China IP. China IP is the first, I guess. Got it. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, we have a couple options we can talk about. I don't know if some kind of case studies, examples, either either of black hat strategies or maybe we can talk about stuff that you've, you've been involved with or you've seen. I mean, I think people would learn from examples of the ways that they could, uh, you know, understand the marketplace of of what's happening um sure we could we could first go on to like anything black hat if they want to know so what would be some common ways i mean of course everybody's talked about reviews is that like a common way like fake reviews stuff like that oh well reviews of course is a big thing in amazon uh fake reviews are always always happening you know, it's probably been happening ever since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So you know, people need to uh, to get some kind of reviews in order to sell. So you know, fake reviews are happening in the marketplace more and more. But it, uh, Amazon's doing a good good uh, job in trying to slow that down. Okay. I've seen a lot of uh, um, progress where uh, reviews are getting like uh, held or uh, where some listings aren't being able to uh, create any more reviews 
So Amazon is pushing on that, okay. as well as in the future. I'm, I see, I see a lot more, more uh, harder and harder for people to get more reviews on their listings. Okay. So it makes sense. But then the other side is even scarier to me is negative to competitors. So rather than trying to boost yourself up, you try to maybe push somebody else down. That that's something I've been he- seeing a little bit and hearing about that that's kind of scarier to me uh, yeah so right now before you just need to make sure you had um, inventory and you uh, post it up and it'll sell that's like maybe pre 2015 that's really easy to sell on Amazon now you got more of a variable that you need to, to make sure you have first you have to have money it's not like before in 2015 where you can just put anything up and then you can sell you need to do more like somewhat like giveaways you know or rebates where you have to have some kind of like uh, more of a capital and you have more competitors are doing the same thing as you so this a lot of people are doing education you know classes and stuff like that so more and more people are, are understanding what to do so before like 2015 no one really knows what to do they just put it up in the cells so you know, and now there's, of course, more competition and stuff. Mm. So, um, and um, 2000, now, now now it's a little different. Now you have to have more money. Now you have to have, uh, have more graphics. You need to have uh, videos. You have EBC, you know, the, the uh, enhanced brand content. You have to uh, make sure you have good keywords in there. So all that you is like everyone is actually doing. But in reality... Even though you have a lot of money, and you have a lot of inventory, and you have a lot of content and 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 uh, videos and uh, like content in displays, you still have one more thing now. You have to watch out for competitors who mm-hmm. are actually attacking you, giving you negative reviews, trying to push you down. So what is right now like a lot of things that people are doing is they're softi- softening the mar- softening the market before the entry. They go in and they see, hey, I see these top five sellers. These top five sellers is really doing really good. I'm going to go and give them negative reviews. I'm going to go soften in the market. I'm going to go and get them suspended with keywords in the back end. They're gonna, so that when they when they um, get automatically suspended ASIN through, um, through Amazon and it becomes a dog page or something like that. They, they go in and they make sure that those top sellers are actually getting suspended first or being able not being able to compete before they even get into the market so you might think it's a competitor that's like hurting you like like but they're actually not even on your on the listings yet or even in the search results yet they're just softening the market so that they can get entry point and then they can come in and then they could dominate so you can't really suspend them because they're not even selling yeah you don't even know who it is this is like a stealth mode you know yeah that is that's something i just learned (laughs) that's pretty this seems to i'm sure people are listening are just scared i mean they're you know why are we doing this why are they doing this like because it's like a lot cheaper than ppc (laughs) you know so it's a lot cheaper than giveaways Mm. So just softening the market, getting people suspended, is actually a lot cheaper as an advertising cost than than doing the traditional giveaways and stuff. That's why you see all these attacks. Yeah, I think the the worst part is you know people 
can't get Amazon to help them <laughs> if it happens to them, right? I mean, is there any way to defend against it, especially if you're just a normal seller, you know, just a normal, you know, earning a living, you know, working at home, you know, is something you can do? Um, so, honestly, Amazon is being really, is getting harder and harder. You can't be just a normal seller in order to survive. You really have to have more things that you need. So, like, again, you really do need more capital than before. You really do need more support from Amazon. You know, there's this uh, program where um, Amazon where you can actually uh, request a account manager to help you with your, uh, with, uh, like, any needs that you have. So I, I recommend you have, like, an account manager, even though they don't do much, but when they, they do do something, mm. it does, it does, it's worth that extra uh, cost. I think it was like one thousand five hundred plus, like point. I, I think point three percent, or I forgot, up to five thousand a month. So that um, I could share the link later. Sure, uh, sure. You. Well, I'm taking some notes, and we can we can add it to the show notes. So it seems like what is it? Is it if you can't beat them, join them, kind of thing. Now, I would say you would have to really be able to do stuff that would hurt their bottom line as well for them to stop. You've seen like images that people are saying, sending out, uh, changing, and saying, "Hey, stop, stop uh, changing my picture, or else I'll change yours." Or mm-hmm. first emailing the competitor and saying, "Hey, do, uh, stop, stop this, or else I will retaliate back." Yeah, you know, things like you need to like it's, it's a war zone out there now on Amazon. Especially Amazon's not really doing much to to change much of it. True. True. So I think one way maybe is to stay out of, try to just not go into those competitive sectors. Is that one way to maybe defend, like stay within a certain category and hope that this kind of tactic doesn't enter that into your market? So I, 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 in general, I do believe to try to, if you want to uh, grow faster and uh, be less of a target, you should do some kind of niche. Try to find your own niche. Try to create your own product line, something that someone can't just come in and dominate, or like you know, with using Black Hat. Because things like anything over a hundred dollar value products, I would always suggest people do, because that really gives it another second dot thought for other big competitors that want to get in there because mm. it costs too much. They have they might. They don't see it being, uh, and there's not a lot of sales for them. Maybe there's not like a lot of uh, volume. So things like uh, high volume, less less quantity sold, but you do a lot of those kind of products would actually help your your survival on Amazon. Mm. That's good tips. Uh, it's been really good. Um, is there any certain tools that you would use or recommend? For uh, of course, there's so many Amazon tools, but it's maybe specifically into like monitoring Black Hat or protecting yourself. For Black Hat monitoring, I'm sure there's tools that are out there for hijackers. Mm. You guys got to make sure when you see any hijackers on your listing, get them off really quick, or else they will get you suspended. There's a lot of ways that people get them suspended. So if they are on your listing, you get them off, or else it could cause you to lose your listings. Especially when they're they're sitting there just to analyze your data. They can they can feel your your search volume. They can search your click through rates. They can see all that on their uh, 
business uh, business reports. You know, so mm. that's the reason why they're sitting there at a high price, getting ready to attack you mm. by just analyzing their competitors. Got it. By sitting there. That's true. So even if they're a high price, they're just learning and getting data. Yeah, they're just getting data. Hmm. So, I think one thing I want to be clear is sometimes, especially if Western sellers, they take it personally. China's trying to hurt them. You know, nobody likes to get attacked. But I think it's Chinese are battling Chinese sellers. I've heard the stories. So I think it's, you know, it's not like they're uh, targeting certain people, right? Certain demographic. It's just kind of like, like you said, it's just war, and uh, it's it's. I think it's just China business tactics going on to Amazon, right? I mean, a lot of people say China, like Taobao was very cutthroat, right? Like a lot of the Taobao sellers moved into Amazon and used these kind, of, these kind of tactics and strategies. Um, Overall, um, I don't think Taobao sellers, uh, a lot of them are from Taobao. Mostly, most of the Chinese sellers are from traditional. B to B to B platform like okay. uh, Alibaba or Global Source, where they're seeing it being harder and harder to find customers because they would have to pay PPC cost mm. for like uh, Alibaba or something. Uh, Global Source you have to pay high advertising costs to get any um, any of the clientele. So, and then especially when Amazon's moving into Am- uh, China to try to recruit a lot of these sellers, yeah. they're gonna jump on and. And being out, being uh, in China itself, you actually get a lot of um, a lot of advantages, such as you know prices of goods are always like fifteen percent lower than any foreigners. Uh, shipping prices are always a lot more lower than than uh, than foreigners by at least fifteen percent. You know, mm. at least you know. So there's a lot of things that because they know how to network with the Chinese. Chinese know how to network with the Chinese. Chinese know what to say and how to influence prices, so there's that in the market. So makes sense. And oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. And also, you're saying uh, Chinese against Chinese. Yes, it, yeah. it is. there's a lot of big articles in Chinese and uh, in China and in the community where uh, this guy um, goes out and uh, refinance or. Borrow money over from his their house that they sold, or they they uh, they borrow money from the house mortgage or equity whatever, and then they go in and they try to uh, uh, buy inventory with this while while people attack them, lost their listing, lost their seller account. Now they're like broke. They ha- have all this uh, you know like debt, and you gotta remember like these. People have families, you know. Yeah, scary. We, 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 it's scary where you know, like you're you're kind of destroying their, their like, their families, you know, livelihood, like, livelihood, and mm-hmm. food on the table and stuff like that. So there's like, this is, it's not not all Chinese are actually uh, trying to attack each other and stuff. It's only a very few. A lot of in the community, they're against these people. These these sellers are actually rare, hidden. They're not very uh, out there telling everyone, oh, I do this kind of method of uh, sabotage. It's actually, uh, it's like a taboo in China for whoever does it. So yeah. these people are actually hiding themselves yeah. in the community. I mean, who wants to come out and say, I I, dis- I destroy other sellers? Because 
if you, that guy finds out, I don't think uh, that guy lost his house. I don't think you'd be too happy if you found out who it was. If you found out who it was, I, I don't know. I don't know what he think would happen. I guess that'd be dangerous. So this has been fascinating, and I know you also, you know, you help you help sellers overseas and helps around the world. Like you know, maybe be aware of this and uh, and maybe use some of. The, you know, Chinese sellers are not only black hat they're just more advanced right i think one thing i've talked about on some of these shows is uh, they're just doing a full-time job a lot of western sellers are still doing this as like to make money online they're doing this part-time they have their day job this is some extra income but for chinese sellers this is their livelihood right so while there's black hat there's also just really advanced strategies and they live and breathe amazon and there's i mean whether it's amazon or it's anything i think I think I would agree, and many listeners, Chinese just work harder than most people, right? They're just so determined to do anything it takes. Correct. Well, it's like a, their normal hours are 9 to 9, mm-hmm. and six days a week, Monday to, six, uh, Monday to Saturday. So, yeah. yeah, no, these are not owners that are doing this 9 to 9, six days a week. These are employees doing yeah. this. So, they, so they're, they are, are working those kind of crazy hours. For the owner, so each each you know you see how fast they grow, as well as they do not uh, they very concentrate on one thing on Amazon, and they they don't go out of the box. That's why they're very uh, sophisticated in within Amazon because they have nothing to do but sit in Amazon while foreigners go and do their Facebook multi-channel multi yeah. multi-channel Shopify, Shopify yeah. their uh, their Facebook Instagram and uh, YouTube channels and things like that you know they're 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 just has nowhere to go but running around on in the box of Amazon and being really good at it because they don't have anything no learning curve it's like less and less of a learning curve to improve because while you're trying to go and learn other things and there's learning curves they're getting better and better and faster yeah that is true i mean at some of the conferences we've had is a lot of times the chinese will just say they don't care about websites they don't care about third-party traffic you know outside traffic they're just amazon only and uh usually the westerners are more about brands like Building a holistic brand, building content, building traffic, building articles, building social media accounts. But I think yeah, Chinese sellers don't don't care about that. I mean, I I'm not saying that Chinese are the way they're doing is wrong. I don't know. I think the Americans aren't. Maybe there's a lot of stuff that within Amazon they're not really focusing on, but but they could probably do better. You know. Like what we can kind of learn from the Chinese, how they're more focused on uh, on Amazon before they move out of Amazon. Yeah, I would say that they for for the outside of China, people are moving outside of Amazon to throw, to get traffic to push back into Amazon mm-hmm. uh, to branding and everything. But it's a lot harder because Amazon itself is really folk tailor focused traffic that wants to buy your product while you're trying to weed out the people who want to buy your product through funnels or through uh through ads and stuff like that that which costs like a lot more than 15 percent of the amazon fees true true i mean i understand both sides but uh i think we should Usually, the way to succeed in life is focusing and maybe, or at least building one really developed strong channel, which seems like still is Amazon for volume, at least in, in e commerce today. 
So this has been fascinating, Howard. I know you got a lot of work to do, and it's been great catching up with you. We have you, you know, of course, you're going to be one of our speakers, contributors to our cross-border summit this October and 22nd, 23rd. You also help out with the mastermind before, so people that want to upgrade can do that. And uh, you also have some of your own things you're always doing. Do you want to share about um, share about what you're up to? Um, we're actually doing a mastermind in um, uh, October. I think it was October 7th to 8th in Miami. We're going to have um, everyone, uh, like the top elite innovators from worldwide, come into Miami uh, flying through. We're going to have some people from Israel. We're going to awesome. uh, have some Russia and we're going to have some uh, Ukraine. Uh, we're going to have some Chinese. We're going to have some Europeans. Awesome. Um, even uh, from uh, uh, Romania. So they're all going to go in there and we're going to do like a hackathon and something like that where all these elite sellers and practitioners will be able to uh, show their stuff and be able to uh, teach a lot of the, our mastermind uh, uh, members that are going to join us. For, to open their eyes and to show that world that's not just uh, not just Chinese are the one that knows their stuff. There's a lot of people outside of China that are pretty good at what they're doing on Amazon. Awesome. Yeah, that's really exciting, man. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show. We'll link up. Yeah, we'll have a few more links. We'll put. We always put the full blog post on the show, and you can check it out. And uh, thanks so much, Howard. Thank you very much. Are you moving money between countries? Specifically, if you have a Hong Kong bank and you're trying to get money in or out of, or more out of Hong Kong, you can check out GoRemit.hk. They are our long-term sponsor here at the show. I'm advertising them every time, but I'm happy to really be plugging them on the show. I know the founders. I've been following them since the early days. And cross-border payments is a very necessary part of doing cross-border business. Banking is a pain point. We try to talk about that in the show and they're here to help reduce the fees and as well as it adds some service. You can usually connect with their account rep directly on various platforms and they're there to help as well as save you money. Check it out at www.goremit.hk. Tell them GFA sent you. All right, so we finished that interview. Hope it wasn't too loud. I mean, we have some expensive gears, about $1,000 of gear strapped to my back and around my neck. But I like to do sometimes these podcasts in, in person, especially when I'm here in Shenzhen. I've been meeting to talk to Howard. We had to catch up on preparations for the cross-border summit. He's also got an interesting mastermind he's doing over in Florida. I'm sticking on the Asia side. I'm sticking in the China side, even though there's been some really crazy political and business shifts in the world. We're still sticking to our cross-border summit this time, fourth annual in Guangzhou, China. If you want to spend some extra time with Howard as well as some other top speakers, suggest upgrading to the VIP pass, which gives you a half-day mastermind before the two-day full event of speakers, which, of course, by itself is also very valuable. And, man, it's a lot of our time is spent the last few months and two months away. Anyway, enough of the plug. Of course, that is appreciated to support this show. But let's just time talk to my blah, 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 you know, black hat tactics on Amazon. And I think I've been in the I've been in the in and out of the game, honestly, as a either Amazon seller, e-commerce seller, online business owner in all different forms. You know, started myself in 2004 on eBay. And I think it's true, like, 
there's the few powerful or loud people that cause problems that make everybody look bad, whether that's, you know, certain political people in the U.S. that makes all Americans get a bad name like me. I have to hear about political stuff that happens in America or, you know, gun shootings. Does that mean everybody in America has a gun and starts killing people? I mean, I'd have to say for the black-hatted, there's not everybody in China doing it. and But Chinese people are, like we said in the interview, very uh, determined to do whatever it takes to win. I mentioned at the beginning of the show the Art of War book, which I recommend you reading. There... Um, and it's not just uh, foreigners to foreigners. It's they're just trying to win the game and do winner-takes-all kind of mentality, dog-eat-dog. I mean, I try to think of the abundance mindset and hope that everybody can earn money and earn a living. Um, but some people might think it's uh, it's everyone out for themselves, and I'm just going to try to get as much resources, cash, business, uh, ranking, or whatever it takes. So... I'd leave it up to you to decide how you would handle that, but it's definitely scary. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's scary. I mean, I haven't gotten attacked yet that I know of, and uh, I've had some negative reviews I didn't agree with, and I couldn't tell if it was a competitor. It wasn't so, so, it didn't kill me, but, you know, I've heard of stories where you're just under attack with just negative reviews all over the place, and it's really not fair. I mean, there's one side to maybe boost your own stuff, but to actually like soften the feel where you're just negative attacking your competitors seems really uh, hard for me to accept as a something people could actually anybody could really do. But because um, I'd rather make myself, even if it might not be the most legitimate way, you know, at least you're focusing on yourself rather than trying to hurt other people. Um, I just really think that's the worst, but this stuff has happened even before Amazon. I remember DDoS attacks. I don't know if anybody knows that. It's like, I forget, denial of service. Sometimes even governments do it to other governments or something, but uh, it's where they send tons of traffic, try to break your site, take it down. So when when all, a lot of sellers were using light-in-the-box kind of clones, or there was drop shipping tons of products from maybe Huachan Bay and pumping Google with backlink spam and trying to rank in Google. Uh, you know, a lot of times what they would do is take down their competitors. You know, they'd see them ranking in Google or getting a lot of traffic. So they would try to crush their server and take it offline and like destroy their website. I mean, I've talked to people that have had that happening to them. It's true. Who's going to admit that they did that to somebody else, right? If you're doing black hat stuff, usually you're not going around everywhere saying, hey, I take down websites. Hey, I negative review bomb my competitors. So, you know, these people aren't going to come out and say that they're the ones doing that. I just hope, you know, I just hope long term. I mean, we've had Mayor on the show a few times back in the day. And I think long term brands or long term, you know, doing the right thing will will win. And we, uh, we, of course, there's these short term hiccups and nightmares. And maybe you will actually get this, your account taken down, which is really unfortunate and horrible. Uh, but uh, there's the other idea. If you have a really good product and you're the sell- only seller, you could worst case is you could have somebody else that could be the seller of your product or your brand um of course if there's negative reviews getting slammed on a listing it doesn't give you many options but we have to just try our best to believe that good will win over evil long term and and hope that you know amazon will continue to improve its algorithms and tactics of re 
reviewing and catching these negative things that are happening. But I also do agree you should understand the market and understand these negative things that can happen to you, uh, even if you're not going to do it yourself, which I hope you know you're not. But if if you uh, understand what can negatively happen to you, you could then prepare or at least be mentally prepared. Of course, I don't want you to have more nightmares already selling on Amazon. Selling on e-commerce is already stressful enough with the ape. I know how it works. The inventory financing, you know, like you got to borrow money from banks or investments financing, you know, to get more stock. I talked to, you know, Chinese sellers. I have many friends that are Chinese sellers as well as Western sellers. You know, you're, you're betting a lot. Like Howard said in the interview, you're financing your house to buy stock and send it to the Amazon warehouse and hope you roll the dice and that people keep buying it from that listing and you don't get like destroyed or or your competitor beats you it's stressful i'm not gonna lie so you know we don't need more of this nightmares of black hats or softening the fields just slamming your top listings and trying to take out markets uh so we just have to try to be prepared i mean like howard said chinese sellers are more focused on amazon only and westerners as we have as i even i do with my, my stuff, we make websites and we try to make our social media campaigns and we try to do off-site and we try to do content and, you know, Chinese sellers would, I think most would agree, they don't bother with that stuff or at least not until they're making tapped out Amazon, which seems pretty hard to tap out all of your potential in your Amazon channels. But then it's so scary, right, if your account gets uh, in problems. So I've we've had people in our events and our, our shows like Jerry gone with the amz tracker way back he would say you know be a product-based company more than a you know marketing company making a really good product is going to probably win long term that's what amazon's looking for they're not looking for you to be the top marketer they're looking for you to be the top person providing the best product at the best price with the best service i think those are the three criteria so long term, you will win. And I know you're saying, well, I'm not in China. I'm not at the factory. Well, there's these trade wars happening. Your My uncle Gary was on last week hoping that the tariffs happen and continue to happen. And you can agree or not agree. But what I mean is things are going to change. The world is going to change. The brand, the product development, the person that knows the product will be the one that wins long term. What we're, what we're doing here is just trying to open your eyes like why did why do we talk about this today what are we trying to do scare people trying to make people get out of the game or stressed out or not get in it's there's no lying it's harder now than it was two three four years ago it's continuing to get harder so that means you just got to get in earlier try to find your niche try to find your strength focus on that i had a good conversation with chris davy here in shenzhen as well probably should get you back on the show chris i think he's been on a couple of times already but yeah, I mean, he's working really hard on unique products, you know, trying to get IP, trying to get patents, trying to get trademarks, trying to differentiate, trying to have really strong barriers to entry. I know other sellers I've talked to are doing the same, you know, building out your IP portfolio, doing things that can protect you and you can use that to give to Amazon to take people out of your market, you know, legally. And uh, we just got to get smarter and better. You know, we can't get, complain and cry and get scared somebody's going to take us out with these uh, black hat tactics i think we just have to 
man up and uh, be as strong as we can and uh, and get through it. Or or maybe it's true. Maybe maybe sell out. Maybe contact Alpha Rock or somebody and just take your number. Go to some brokers. Uh, get out of the game. Maybe maybe some people might feel that right now. I know that's uh, that's something people could think about. And that's not giving up. If you feel you've tapped out, you know maybe you're at this level. Maybe you're really good at starting. Maybe getting it going and then you want to get out. Um, and there's no, there's no shame. I mean, some people might have their opinions about selling your business earlier or selling your business instead of getting through the next level, but there's different entrepreneurs at different stages or different phases, or maybe you want to move on to a different type of business. I mean, respect everything out there and I am done with the blah, blah, blah. I'm going to head out back to the Hong Kong airport. Man, I feel like I'm in, I mean, seriously, it's like a digital and offline war, war zone, man, <laughs> rightly. It's like, are it's really, I mean, I guess, honestly, it's fascinating, and of course, it's scary, but uh, this is life, and we can choose to hide um, and not stick our necks out, or we can take chances and potentially, yeah, potentially get hurt, but I think that's, I mean, that's what I try to do with my kids, right? I think my wife was like, oh, don't don't let them do that, he's going to get hurt. I'm like, well, that's how my kid's going to learn, falling over and then getting back up again. Be the gladiator, the gladiator in the arena the e-commerce gladiator that book is getting through i've almost finished the first draft and uh, grinding away anyway thanks again for listening all the way till the end i hope you enjoy this show notes and everything globeformasia.com slash episode 268 with uh full transcript it's amazing take care bye-bye to get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.